There is a uh, Dallas-based company we've been watching just grow like crazy over the last few years. I think I first became aware of the name back in 2018, but they've just made a, a brand-new acquisition. Bestow is the company. It's a digital life insurance platform, and now with the acquisition of Centurion Life, uh, they've got licenses in 47 states and the District of Columbia. Melbourne O'Banion CEO and co-founder joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Great to be here. So you're missing three states? Is that what it is? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're we're really excited about that. This acquisition is a 47 state um, carrier that we acquired, and then we'll be adding on the additional states uh, as we continue to grow. Yeah, this uh, you're, the concept is fascinating, and I I don't know if I understand this properly, but I, but but explain to me. I mean, you're you're digital, and you use algorithms to set insurance rates and sell. But, but And you sort of clear through other insurance companies. But, I mean, it sounds like almost the model that, you know, a lot of electricity providers use. Well, that's an interesting analogy. You know, what, what really drives us here is uh, what's unique in, the, in, the, in our industry is that there's millions of customers who know they need life insurance coverage but have yet to purchase because life insurance is still distributed and underwritten through a traditional process. Right. So we found a bestow and have become the leading provider uh, for digital life insurance. And we've built and we utilize technology to make coverage accessible to millions of, of underserved families. Um, and so what, what has traditionally taken weeks, uh, we've developed algorithms and used data and our software um, to allow our customers to, to easily accomplish in as little as five minutes. You know, a lot of the, it seems like a lot of the cost of insurance, at least early on, is in commissions and salesmen. I, I guess that's not a factor here. So, you know, commissions, uh, life insurance has been distributed primarily through agents and advisors, right, uh, historically. And I think that there's a lot of value in agents and advisors continuing to work with customers um, to offer really relevant financial products and services to them. But in today's digital environment, millions of customers are you know, financially savvy and literate enough to be able to just go online and, and buy life insurance like any other good or service uh, that they buy online. And that's what we've built and are enabling at Bestow to allow for uh, people to just self-serve, go online, get the coverage that they need, and make it really easy, easy and affordable for them. But see, that's the distinction. Sometimes life insurance is sold as an investment, and it's you know it's long term, and it's a way to sock away and and a, you know grow money. But sometimes you just need death insurance. I mean, you know, you're you're young and you can't afford a lot, but you certainly don't want to leave you know a, a widow or a spouse with an enormous mortgage and kids that have to be put through school, and. I mean, they don't call it death insurance. That's what I but it's term insurance. And that's really what a lot of people need, isn't it? No, you're absolutely right. There's, depending on your, you know, personal circumstances, there's a, a vast portfolio of products for customers today. Um, the the type of, of product that you're talking about is traditionally called final expense. You know, it's, it's up to ten or 15000 and, and covers, you know, funeral expenses all the way up to, you know, customers needing hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars of coverage, depending on their own financial circumstances. Pay off the mortgage of, or whatever. Get the kids, yeah, and, and get one the of the real challenges in the school. industry is that agents and advisors, understandably, have, have traditionally gone to more affluent individuals because of the time that it takes to go through the underwriting process to allow for a customer to be able to buy coverage. What we're what we found a bestow with the with the idea is to enable the same quality of product for underserved 
customers and communities of people who may only need 50,000 or 100,000 or $10,000 of coverage um, and, and um, really democratize access to relevant product uh, for millions of customers. And, and that's why we started with term life. Term life is really what the majority of Americans need. And uh, we, we began there and we'll be adding other products to our portfolio over time. And that's one of the, the principal reasons why we acquired Centurion has become our own insurance carrier. So we continue to innovate and develop products um, that are really unique in the marketplace. Because I mean, I think the way I think of your company, it, it's as much a technology company as it is an insurance company, isn't it? We really view ourselves as a technology company first uh, and an insurance company second. The primary reason is that it is the um, usage and adoption of technology and software that has enabled you know, traditional financial you know, products um, to scale to millions of underserved customers. The only way to recast the incumbent cost structure and to be able to develop better innovative products and solutions is by utilizing software and technology. So is and it I, all proprietary? I, Do you sell this to uh, our, our, our lease it to other companies or is it all proprietary? Well, so we started off direct to consumer um, and now we're partnering with a lot of other fintech companies. We partnered with Lemonade, which is another insurance company who um, is primarily a homeowners and renters insurance company to be able to bundle our life insurance policy into their platform. And so this whole notion of embedded finance and bundling different products and services, um, we're the leaders in the life insurance space on that. You know, it's fascinating to watch you guys take on each individual industry and make it more efficient and bring down costs. Like I say, I, I think instantly of this, go to power to choose. You can see a hundred different electricity providers, all of which have, you know, are hedging and finding a way to deliver fathom is a local real uh, realty company that pretty much does the same thing in in commercial real estate and you really do drive the costs lower you must put a lot of pressure on you know the traditional insurance companies i i think um we are and and, and we will going forward there, the the market is so vast there's tens of millions of customers who have uh dependents who need some type of life insurance protection, who have no protection today. So right now, you know, we're going after a market that is traditionally underserved. And as we continue to expand products in our portfolio, and now that we've become an, an insurance carrier ourselves, it's going to allow for us to continue to provide very value added services um, to more and more customers. So what the are the demographics? Do, do millennials buy life insurance, term insurance? So the, our, our primary customer is, you know, millennial. Um, and and what's, what we love in some of the metrics that we track is 85% of our customers are, uh, are first-time buyers of life insurance. So we are truly expanding the market in an industry that has, has really struggled uh, to grow, um, not for lack of demand, but for, for just the lack of really uh, adopting products and digital services that, that really appeal to, uh, you know, a customer today. Um, average age is around 40 years of age. They're married. They own a home. They have children. They've gone through these major you know, life milestones. Um, and so, you know, we're we're really servicing that millennial market uh, very well, unlike, you know, the industry that is has not really found product market fit with them. Is, is this sticky business? I mean, it, once you get a client, do they stay around or is there a lot of churn, a lot of turnover? There's very little churn in life insurance. Um, which is one of the beautiful things about it because people, once they purchase it, the younger you are in acquiring life insurance, right? 
more than likely, the more healthy you are at a younger age. And so you lock in that term, whether it's a 10 or 20 or 30 year term. And over time, if you would be underwritten again, um, your premium would probably increase. And so the retention of a customer is really high within the life insurance space, particularly compared to other forms of insurance like auto or health insurance. Is there much movement in, in, in rates? I mean, there have been dramatic breakthroughs just in the last few years that are increasing uh, the length that, that people live. In fact, that's one of the one of the investment models that they're looking at on Wall Street right now is what they're calling immortality. That, right. that with breakthroughs yeah. and robotics that, you know, that people are going to live a lot and, and with some quality of life a lot longer. I think that's one of the most fascinating fields today is life sciences and synthetic biology and what that is actually going to um, create for average life expectancy and improvements overall in the mortality and, and morbidity. Um, so there are those improvements in overall life expectancy. The, the industry is starting to adapt and utilize that type of data in its underwriting and actuarial models. Um, one of the things across the board, though, for the industry from a pricing perspective that's been quite challenging is the low interest rate environment. Life insurers are really built on oh, yeah. um, how long term they're able to price products for how they're able to derive float and then invest that money. And in, in today's environment of very low interest rates, that definitely um, affects premiums for customers. Well, they could just buy the FANG stocks. They'd make out like a bandit. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> of course, that's hindsight, I guess. <laughs> yeah, very true. Very true. Well, it's, it's a fascinating model. And and uh, and I, I admire you for being able to do business in that many states because every state seems to be out for insurance companies and has a different set of laws in there, don't they? You're, you're right. You know, we are regulated on a state-by-state -state basis, not on a federal level, um, which has its, its, its certain challenges in the insurance industry. The reason that we purchase Insurian Life is so that we can accelerate our ability to be a national life insurance carrier. If we went de novo state-by-state, -state, it would probably take us four or five years to be able to be in 40-plus states. And so this... This uh, acquisition is very significant for us to be able to provide services across the nation and products um, to our customers. All right. Bestow. That's an interesting name for an insurance company. How'd you come up with that? Yeah, we, we wanted something that, you know, naming a company today is incredibly difficult. The right <laughs> domain name, um, the, uh, the ability for people to be able to hear it, recognize it, and know how to spell it, right? So we went through a lot of iterations. We landed on Bestow. Um, really because we love the meaning behind the word. You know, life insurance is really a gift and leaving a legacy for your loved ones. And so you are truly bestowing um, something on somebody else. It's not necessarily for your benefit, but for your dependents and your loved ones. And so we thought that the name fit really well into what we're, what we're striving to achieve. Well, it's, it'd be fun to watch it continue to grow. Melbourne O'Banion is CEO and co-founder of Bestow. It's good to have you with us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for more of our conversation. Go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.